You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello and welcome to Travel Talk Weekly. This is show number 69, original air date February 2nd, 2021. This week, it's part three of the hottest vacation spot in the U.S., And if you listen to either of our last two episodes, you know that we are talking about Florida. And before we get there, I want to say a very happy birthday to our friend Bill. He is the manager at Tiffin's and Nomad Lounge over at Disney's Animal Kingdom. And he invited us to his birthday party this past weekend. And we caught up with him and I would say probably more than 20 of his friends at Paradiso 37. We had a great time out on the patio there before ending the night at House of Blues. Yeah, this was over at Disney Springs. No international travel for us or for him for his birthday. He Apparently, he does some pretty big birthday paloozas, usually is traveling. So it was such an honor to be invited, and we had a great time. Thank you so much, Bill, for including us. On this trip, we stayed at Saratoga Springs Resort, and that brings us to this. A lot of you probably know that it is Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary, or is it birthday? I don't know which it is, but it's the 50th. We had planned to be at Port Orleans Riverside for our group at the end of September, and that resort will most likely not even be open, which is mind-boggling. I mean, it, it blows my mind that at that point, it will be almost a year and a half that it was shut down. So Disney called us last week and gave us a few resort options to move our group to, and we chose Saratoga Springs. Now, while on this show, we're not necessarily covering all of Disney, it is in Florida and it is open. So if the beaches aren't your thing, you may want to consider joining us for this really fun celebration for the 50th. There should be a lot of, hopefully the new rides will be open and there should be a lot of activities and we're going to be doing some special stuff for our group exclusively. So if you're interested, be sure to reach out to us. There is a link in the show description. Because there is so much to do and so many places to visit in Florida, We're talking mostly the beaches. That's why we broke this topic down into three different shows. Yeah, so we have hit the West Coast, which we think is the best coast. Not because it rhymes. (laughs) And then on last week's episode, we took you from the northern side on the East Coast, and we came down almost all the way to Fort Lauderdale. And that is where we are going to be picking up. When it comes to the southern beaches, probably the most popular and well-known is the run between West Palm Beach, and Miami. Now, we're not going to hit every single beach because even when we talked about Clearwater and St. Pete, there are about seven different beaches in between there, eight, whatever whatever the number is. We're just going to hit some of the highlights. So let's start with Fort Lauderdale. This one's popular because for the most part, if you're coming down to this part of Florida, you're going to fly into either Fort Lauderdale or into Miami. Kind of depends on your airline as well because Southwest goes to Fort Lauderdale. And I did hear that uh, Southwest is going to start flying between Fort Lauderdale and Miami. No, they're not. They're not going to do No, (laughs) No, they wouldn't do That'd be crazy. You absolutely could fly into either, though, (laughs) if you're going to either part. But Fort Lauderdale is nicknamed the Venice of America because there are so many waterways, lots of like little inlets and everything. And I would say even more than Miami, this is really like the boating capital of the world. A friend of ours lived right there on the waterways. It's one of the busiest cruise ports. It's where a lot of the cruising events happen if you're in the industry. If you like yachts and mansions on Millionaire's Row, 
They have about 23 miles of shoreline, so there's a lot to do there from the biggest, nicest, kind of ritzy, glitzy places to some really cool dive bars. <laughs> yeah, one of our favorites is called the Elbow Room. It's a great location. It's kind of fun. But yeah, they definitely have a very wide variety. Now, if you do want a beach vacation and you love like high rises and the fancier hotels, you will find many of those in Fort Lauderdale. The size of the beach, though, is going to vary depending upon where you are at along that coastline. Tons of options, though, and we've stayed in some really nice places over there, like the W. Yes, we have. And we stayed, I think, just one night in one that was pretty well run down, and we were like, yeah, nope, we're not staying here. We are leaving. So you definitely need to choose wisely when booking a place at anywhere along the Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood area. And you really hit it on the head. There are so many different types of places. So you really need to make sure that the place you're booking is the place that you want. As we head south to Miami, another very, very popular tourist destination. And they're really known for, I guess, the diverse culture, but also Art Deco all over the place. The beaches in Miami are great for people watching and if you'd like to do anything water related. Most people really don't go to Miami for vacation. It's kind of like Tampa is people don't go to Tampa for a vacation, they come to Clearwater St. Pete. You don't really go to Miami for a vacation. That's where you might fly into, but it's usually going to be the beaches, whether it's Miami Beach or South Beach. Yeah, and South Beach is really the one that's real trendy and popular. It's the one you see on all the TV shows. It's definitely its own culture down there, and it's not for everybody. Certain places may not be very family-friendly, and some places will be. But yeah, South Beach is something that is very unique, and I would say if you're going to go and you're into nightlife, that is a great destination. Almost the whole opening of Miami Vice, the TV show, is South Beach. <laughs> There's a lot of South Beach um, shows for sure. Now here's a little pro tip for you. Because you have so many hotel options and you're wondering, am I going to be at the best part on the beach? What we recommend is pull up the map and look and see where places like the Four Seasons are, the Ritz, the W, Eden Rock, Nobu. Anywhere where those really nice hotels are based, the beaches are usually going to be pretty nice around there. And if those are outside your budget, just look and see what hotels are close by. I know in South Beach, you have a lot of boutique type hotels. boutique Yeah. And so there, those can be something that would be really kind of fun. One of the most famous is the Fontainebleau. I know I don't totally say that correctly. No, that's fine. But I've stayed there before and it is really nice. It's a nice little beach place. But because of how these beaches work, a lot of times when you go to book them, you're going to have some rooms that face the inner coastal and some that will face the beach. A lot of people don't realize those are two different types of water views. So if you want a beach view, make sure that you're booking an ocean front or an ocean view, not a water view. Yeah, when people think of Miami, they're usually thinking of South Beach because that is really the Art Deco capital of the state, the whole Southeast. It's yeah. a lot of Art Deco. Yeah, it's very artsy. Lots of really cool areas in Miami, though. But for the most part, if you're coming for a beach vacation, or maybe you just want to stay a couple days before or after a cruise that you're taking out of either Fort Lauderdale or Miami, you have a ton of hotel options. As we head south from beautiful Key Largo all the way to Key West, for those of you who want the more very laid back, relaxing, kind of chillaxing type of vacation, you might want to go to the Florida Keys. And they go all the way from Key Largo to Key West. And if you are going to go to the Keys, here are your two options. You can fly into Miami, rent a car, and drive down, or you can fly into Key West. Let me tell you, 
Key West is very far from Miami. This is not a like 20-minute drive at all. It's not just down the road. No, not at all. Our friend Dave does a weekly radio show called Enjoy the Journey, luxury travel show. If it has anything to do with the Florida Keys, Dave is our go-to guy. Yeah, he actually lives in Key Largo, and so he's very familiar with this area. For the most part, the Keys is just a whole bunch of little teeny islands that stretch all the way down to the southernmost point of the United States, and that is Key West. And up at the top is Key Largo, and there is John Pennycamp Coral Reef State Park. I've been scuba diving there. I know Dave's a diver, and that's basically his backyard. He's always out kayaking and you know doing stuff on the water. Anything water-related, anything in the Keys, you're going to have a good time. If you're a movie buff, and this one's for you, the African Queen Canal Cruise. And yes, it is the one from the movie that got Humphrey Bogart his only Oscar for Best Actor. He's so iconic, I just assumed he'd won more awards. That was his only Oscar. This is the actual boat from the movie. A couple down there, they bought it, uh, they restored it, and now they do canal cruises, dinner cruises, and even private events. I could do a whole segment on this, and it's totally on my must-do list. Now, as you head down a little bit further, the vibe continues to get a little more and more relaxed. So Isla Morada is the next little area that's quite popular for tourism. And this is a place where there's actually a fairly new resort that just opened up this past year. And so it's a beautiful place to stay because what you're going to find in the Keys is that it is a lot of old Florida homes. So a lot of those resorts, unless they've been refurbished, are going to have a little older feel. But if you are into like a sea lion show or animal type stuff, or even a bottomless boat ride, you're going to find some of those activities in this little island area. And we say bottomless boat ride, it really means a glass bottom. You're not going to yes, go on a, that's true. You're not go on a boat that doesn't have a bottom. Yeah. It's just you get to see what's under you. Again, a lot of water activities, but not a lot of beachy stuff. The beaches are very small in all of Key West, really. If you're really into dolphins, Marathon is a place to put on your list because they have a dolphin research center there that you can visit. Yeah, and there's a, a few places to stay in Marathon. But the one place that everybody that wants to go to Key West or this area in general to visit is actually Key West itself. And that is all the way at the end. I think it's about three and a half hour drive from Miami. That's how long this little stretch of islands is. We could drive to and from Disney in a shorter amount of time. I know, right? (laughs) So Key West is the southernmost point in the U.S. And it is the first place people think of when they hear the Florida Keys. Not all these islands. It's just Key West. Did you know a very famous writer lived there too? I did. Ernest Hemingway. And I think his home is more famous for the three-toed cats than for actually him. (laughs) Well, that's actually an excursion you can do is go and tour the home. And of course, it is very well known for all these little cats that are everywhere. One of the things that we love when we've been to Key West is the little central area. Again, Key West is not known for beaches. So if you want to go to beaches and have that big, long beach, this is probably not the vacation that you want. The one place that everybody goes to in Key West is Mallory Square. And they have some very famous restaurants and bars. There's uh, Sloppy Joe's, there's Ram's Head Southernmost, there's Irish Kevin's, we've been there, the Chart Room, Sunset Pier, and Waterfront Brewery. And here's a really fun name, the Flying, it's called Flying Monkeys Saloon. 
(laughs) You'll find a lot of these on the very famous Duval Street. And that is one of the places that when you go and if you do any kind of historic tours in Key West, you will most likely stop at this street. If you are going to stay in Key West proper, and that's your destination, you fly in there, it's kind of fun to stay within walking distance of this historic center because there are a number of fun bars and restaurants for you to enjoy. And, you know, you can always do that historic tour as well. If you're one of those people that loves to go to national parks, when you go to Key West, you definitely want to plan to take a boat and visit the Tortugas. This is a very famous national park and it does require reservations. And so you can't just like show up and hop on a boat. You actually, they limit the number of people that can go out there. But for a lot of people that are checking off those national parks off their list, this is one of those you can only get to when you're over in Key West. Something that's really fun about Key West is they have the Old Town Trolley, so you can get around the area because you definitely, this is not a place you just want to drive from place to place. You either want to take the the trolley or the very infamous bar hopping, which is what a lot of people do in that area. Yeah, they do. They go bar hopping. And when cruising restarts, this is a stop on many cruises. And so I know that this is one place that a lot of people are like, hey, I want to just stop in and go for the day, which is great. We've been here um, on on a few cruises, and it is a great stop. You just need to look for those itineraries because not all of them will stop in Key West. And so it's just they kind of randomly throw them in there. But yeah, I like I like Key West. It's something that's a little bit different. It is very relaxed, though. So the service can be a little more slow sometimes. I was going to say laid back. Laid back. Yeah. (laughs) Also, when you're down there, make sure to try the key lime pie. I'm pretty sure that is where key lime pie comes from. And if not, someone can fact check us. Yeah. That's okay. But <laughs> That's think, okay. No, it's, but they're, they're very famous for that. Also, every place down there is going to have very fresh seafood, literally off the boat from the kitchen to your table. Speaking of, if you love fishing, there's probably no better place than the Florida Keys because there's so much variety. You can go north of Key West, again, whether it's Marathon, Isla Mirada, but I think it's probably one of the fishing capitals of the world. Yeah, and it's also very well known for lobster, lobstering. What do you call that? Grabbing a lobster? I don't know. I just ordered off the menu. I don't know what they do down there. <laughs> but yeah, there's certain times of the year when it is lobster season. And lobster so, fest? Yeah. I don't know if it's lobster fest. Red or, lobster? Yeah. Something like that. But they do have a number of festivals that do go on in Key West. And so if you are visiting with your family, um, you'll probably want to avoid a weekend called Fantasy Fest. That's more for the adult variety. Uh, yeah, we were there for one of our cruise stops. I, I remember I remember going back. This is when we did the Turner Classic Movie Cruise, and Key West was one of the stops. And I think, isn't this where Richard Dreyfuss fell asleep sitting on a bench? He did. I think he did. That yeah, was at Ernest Hemingway's er, house. Yeah, he, just, he, <laughs> he must have had a rough day or a rough night because he literally was just, he fell asleep on a bench. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I remember getting off you know, the Disney ship, and they had the African Queen there on the dock on display. And now somebody's restored it completely, and it's not just sitting there on the dock wasting away. Yeah, now it's up in Key Largo. Wherever you choose in Florida, though, you have a ton of options, whether you're coming for spring break, which the weather's great in February and March. It does start getting a little warmer. And keep in mind, Key West is very far south. And so that is going to be the warmest destination. It's just not as easy to get to as Miami or Fort Lauderdale or some of the other ones that are a little further up the coast. I can tell you when we end up going back to Key West 
or the keys in general, we're going to fly in because that is a really, a really long drive. Yeah. But there is so much to see and do around the entire state of Florida. And the best part is we are wide open. Most public inside areas do require a mask. I think we've gotten used to that. But you don't have to wear one at the beach. That would look kind of silly. <laughs> but there are some other fun things to do. Disney, of course, is the obvious thing. If you're anywhere near the center of the state, we're talking Orlando, Tampa area. You can also watch a rocket launch at Kennedy Space Center and visit the nearby airplane museum. It's called Valiant Air Command Warbird Museum. Definitely check them out. And we mentioned them on last week's show. They have probably the most diverse airplane museum I've ever seen. And a lot of those planes, I think most, if not all of them, are still in flying condition. And cruising is super popular out of Florida because we have several cruise ports. You have Jacksonville, Port Canaveral, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, and Tampa. So a lot of different places. I know no cruises are happening right now, but we do expect that when they do start up, they are most likely to start up out of Florida. And they'll be operating at a reduced capacity, which that's something we have grown accustomed to at Disney. And I think we're going to like it on cruises as well. To wrap up this week, if you don't have a trip on the books, let's make that happen. Talk to us or your Creating Magic Vacations travel agent. Let's do it. I also want to mention that with the new re-entry requirements from Mexico, actually from anywhere international, a lot of people are moving their vacations to Florida. We are seeing this trend ourselves. So if you do plan to do the same thing, you definitely will want to get something secured because things in Florida are going to start booking up and you want to be able to lock in the best rate before some of these properties go, ooh, we have a big supply and demand issue. Let's raise our prices. And that's a really good point is that we're seeing a lot of clients that are moving you know, the Caribbean and Mexican and Mexico vacations to Florida. With reduced capacity, there's going to be less availability. So you want to make sure you get something on the books so that you are not left out. Yeah. And the same thing goes if you're going to be getting any dining reservations at some of those cool hotspots, especially down in like the Miami, South Beach, Fort Lauderdale area. You want to secure those because they're still operating at a reduced capacity themselves. So they're a little harder to get. As we leave you this week, remember this. The world is a book and those that don't travel only read a page. It's 2021. Let's get you back to the vacation. <laughs>